and showing me um, the real reason for living is the reason we're here is to please him and to fellowship with him. You know, we can, like I kind of talked about a little bit on Sunday morning, focusing on heavenly things, but the real reason that we're here is to please God and to fellowship with him and, and um, to live a life that's worthy of him, amen? And so we're just going to talk about, I just did a little study on that today, and we're just going to walk you through some, some of what God says. It's so powerful, and um, some of it is strong, but really, he's kind of just setting us straight. Like, if we want to be used by God, if we want to see his presence and his power in and through our lives, then he has given us some strong word on which to live by. Um, and this is how we can please God if you want to see God move in your life. And so let's turn together to 1 Corinthians six nineteen and 20. It says... Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and he lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself, for you were bought with a high price, so you must honor God with your body. Or you could say you must. He's like, don't you realize your life is not your own? You were bought with a high price. You accepted what Jesus Christ did for you. Now the Holy Spirit was given to you and he lives in you. And your job now is to live to please God. Your life isn't your own anymore. You exchanged it for his life, for his eternal life. And so, you know, it's really a life that's blessed, you know, with, with um, joy and peace that the world does not have. And it's a life that has hope where there is no hope, right? And so in exchange for that, we're... we're yielding to do what he wants us to do rather than what our flesh wants us to do. And so God wants this blessed life for us, but in order to live a blessed life, we need to do it according to his ways, ways that please him. Let's turn to 2 Timothy 2.21. So we belong to God, and he longs to live and breathe in and through each one of us. 2 Timothy 2.21 says, If you keep yourself pure... It starts off with an if. <laughs> it's not automatic. If you keep you, yourself pure, you will be a special utensil for honorable use. Your life will be clean and you'll be ready for the master to use you for every good work. It's like you're prepared, you're ready, and you're fit. And you're ready to get off the bench. <laughs> and he's ready to send you into the game. So you're prepared and you're ready. When you, when you live a life that's worthy of the Lord and pleasing to the Lord, when you live a life that's um, in thought, word, and deed, and you're striving to please God with everything you're doing, you're fit and you're ready to jump in and get into the game, so to say, to do what God wants you to do in this life. So it's really up to each one of us individually. He's called each one of us to live a life that's worthy of him and pleasing to him and to do his will on this earth. Um, but it's up to each one of us. If we desire to be used by God, we need to live to please God. We need to live a life that pleases God. You ever heard that phrase? I'm sure you have, that actions speak louder than words. We all sing it on Sunday morning. We get into God's presence, maybe Friday nights. But it's really a matter of how are you living the rest of your life. You know, um, we love a good worship song. People can get passionate about that and maybe emotional about that, but it's really about the heart. 
How are you living the rest of your life when nobody's looking? God, you know, man sees the outward appearance. Man might see you worshiping. You might be the best worshiper out there, you, you know. But God looks at the heart of man. You know, how are you living? How are you thinking? How are you meditating? What are you thinking on? What are you meditating on? How are you spending your time? You know, um, in Matthew 15, 8, he says, so many praise me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. And so God wants us to live a life that's pleasing to him, not just in word, but in action and deed. Not just in deeds that others can see because he kind of scolded the Pharisees for, you know, uh, fasting and acting all dramatic about it and letting others see. And he said they have the reward. But he says, if you seek me, um, you know, secretly, in other words, like when you're fasting or when you're pressing in in prayer and spending fellowship with the Lord, it's not just about church. It's about are you having an intimate relationship with the Lord, you know, on a daily basis? Are you spending time with him, talking with him when nobody else could see or give you an approval or applaud? Because the Lord looks at your heart, looks at when you're doing it, um, I mean, it's great to do it together, to, to worship God together. But are you doing it other than that, you know, when nobody else sees? Let's turn to Romans 8. It's just, just a good reminder. I mean, I think God's really preparing us in this last day. Like, he wants to use us. He wants us to be used by him. But in order for that to happen, we do have to be ready and fit vessels. We do have to be pure vessels for his use. Sorry, it's hard to do this with one hand. Romans 8. Um, we're talking about life that pleases God, a life in the Spirit. Um, verses 6 through 17, I'm going to read. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. For a sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's laws, and it never will. That's why those who are still under control of the sinful nature can never please God. In other words, if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, your, your heart is still, um, you know, not transformed. Your life is still not transformed. And so you just can't please God. It, it's just contrary to to the Lord. But when you, you know, get a new man and you become a new man or a new woman in Christ Jesus, then the old things are passed away. All things have become new. Now you're no longer on under obligation to please your flesh. You now have the life and the power of the Holy Spirit that enables you to please God. I'm going to show you that from the word right here. <laughs> But you are not controlled no longer by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the Holy Spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you. And remember that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not even belong to him at all. And Christ who lives within you, so even though your body will die because of its sin, the Spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as he raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living within you. This is really powerful, so that's why I'm just reading all of it. <laughs> 
Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation any longer to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. So you are going to have some challenges. That It doesn't mean as soon as you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior that you're not going to have temptations or challenges with your flesh. You're going to have them because the enemy is trying to tempt you to kill, steal, and destroy the life that pleases God. He's trying to get you off track so you don't please God so you are not a vessel fit for God's use. So if you really desire to be used by God, you're going to do what the word of God says to do, and you're going to resist temptation. You're going to cast down the thoughts and imaginations, anything that's contrary to the knowledge of God. You're going to want to do what the word of God says to do to resist and to put on the whole armor of God so that you can resist. Amen? Because the enemy is going to come to try to tempt and test and try your flesh or your mind. But God says you're not under obligation any longer. You have the spirit of God and he lives in you and he'll quicken your mortal body. He'll help you have the grace and the strength to see you through to the other side of that temptation. Amen. But if through the power, I keep saying things before I read it. That's awesome. But if through the power of the spirit, you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. So you have not, re- um, so you have not received the Spirit that makes you fearful um, slaves. Instead, you have received a Spirit that has adopted you as His own children. Now we call Him Abba, Father. For He is the Spirit that joins our Spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are His children, we are heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. If, um, but if we are to share his glory, we must also share in his sufferings. And his sufferings is really putting down the deeds of the flesh. He lived a sacrificial life, a life that did not please the flesh. He lived to please his father. And yeah, we don't have to die on the cross, but we have to die to our flesh. He died to his flesh on a daily basis. And he yielded to the spirit of God on a daily basis to please his father. That's why the word of God says that he only did what pleased his father. He only did what his father was saying and what his father was doing. Amen. And so it's because then that way he would live to please his father. Oh, man. So it's a scary thing to not live to please God, to to grieve the Holy Spirit. Have you ever been there? You did something, you said something, um, you responded in some way. I mean, I'm not talking about going and, and, and stealing something, but I'm just talking about responding to somebody or um, making up a reason why you can't go somewhere or whatever, but it grieves the Holy Spirit because it wasn't the truth. Um, we don't want to live that way. We don't want to even let the tiniest little thing in because... It grieves the Holy Spirit, and then you're not this fit vessel. If God wanted to use you right then, you're not yielded. You're yielding to your flesh, you know? And so there is no really such thing as a little white lie because it's, it's just all an avenue for the enemy to, you know, work and try to detour you from being a vessel fit for God's use. Let's turn to Ephesians 4.
I should have an iPad. <laughs> Ephesians 4, verses 17. God's talking about um, bringing, not bringing sorrow to his Holy Spirit. Verses 17, um, 4, 17 through 31. I'm trying to make sure I'm reading the right passage here. Okay. Living as children of the light. With the Lord's authority, I say, live no longer as the Gentiles do. For they are hopelessly confused. Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from a life that, get, um, that God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. They have no sense of shame, for they live a lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. But that is not what you have learned about Christ. Since you have heard about Christ and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off, this is now our new life. This is how we're supposed to live, to please God. We're supposed to throw off our old sinful nature and its former way of life, which is corrupted by the lusts and deceptions. Instead, now this is our new life. This is how we're to live, to please God. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and your attitudes. Put on your new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Um, as you draw closer to God and you're... you're God knows what you're crying out for. You, you want to be used by God. You want God to, to fill you up. Um, he will make light. Things that used to, you used to be okay with, he'll um, enhance and show you that he's not okay with it. Like your reactions to people or how you respond to things or um, your attitudes in your heart. He'll start showing you where, um, you know, you might be off a little bit. And the only reason he corrects you is why? He loves you. He, he knows you want to draw closer to him, so he's going to correct you. And so sometimes um, it seems like as you're drawing closer to him, you get more convicted than you used to when you, you know, were living however. But that's because you're drawing closer to him. He's, you're hearing his voice. You're hearing his spirit show you how he wants you to live. Put on your new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Stop telling lies. Stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbor the truth, for we are all part of the same body. Don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down on you while you're still angry, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. God is just teaching us here tonight. He's teaching us. I was just reading, and then God will bring me to another passage, and I was reading, and it's just like from one thing to another. It's tell, he's just telling us very plain and simple. He is not, like, sugarcoating it at all. He's just letting us know how to please him. Don't do this and do this. Don't do that, but do it this way. And if we will live it, it's really not hard. He gives us the grace and the power by his Holy Spirit to live this way. And you'll be... Pleasing the Father and more blessing will come to you. More joy and more peace, you know, will come in restoration. If you are a thief, quit stealing. Instead, use your hands for good, hard work and give generously to others in need. Don't use foul, abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words are an encouragement to those who hear them. 
Do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. And really that's what, what it's all about is everything we say, everything we do, can it glorify God? Is how our is the attitude of our heart and how we're responding if Jesus was standing right there, which he is, by the way, you know, if he was standing right there, would you be doing that thing? Would you be thinking that thing? Would you be saying that thing? You know, it kind of just brings us back to when I was a teenager, the what would Jesus do bracelets. I mean, really, it's a really good reminder thinking about, okay, what would Jesus do? Or if Jesus was right here, because he is. He says he's never going to leave us. He's never going to forsake us. He's with us always. And so we should just always have that consciousness that he is with you in that driver's side seat. He is with you in that grocery store when you respond to the clerk. Even if they're having a crabby day, how are you responding to that, you know? Um, It's not fun, you know. I kind of... um, lose my cool once in a while when somebody cuts me off or whatever, you know. Um, I'm not saying I give them the bird or anything like that, but I'll be like, what are you doing, Gramps? <laughs> How are you driving? You know, I'll respond or whatever, and I'm not, <laughs> I'm pretty pure with my language, but um, God can correct you and instruct you and, and just make you into his image and his likeness as you draw closer to him he'll he'll enhance things and show you things that are grieving to him and he's like I wouldn't act like that I wouldn't respond like that you know and that's a good thing if you have that consciousness um to to be reminded like that's not how God would respond remember he has identified you as his own guaranteeing you that you will be saved on the day of redemption so the result Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. He just summoned it up. So that's how God wants us to live. This is how we're going to live to please God. If we have anything in this, in this life, in our lives that we're yielding to the flesh, it's become a habit and we're yielding to the flesh in this way or that way, we're yielding to this attitude or we're yielding to responding in this way or that way, and, and it's become kind of a habit, but God, as we're drawing close to God, we're getting into God's presence, you're not going to be comfortable living that way anymore if you're wanting more of God in your life, and that's a good thing. That means God's stretching you. God's making you more and more into his image and into his likeness. Amen? So that you can both see and reflect the glory of God. God wants us to be able to go out into all the world and let the light of God, you know, light of God shine so that people know our Father in heaven. But if we're like the world, we're not going to shine very brightly. And so that's why he wants us to live to please him so that we reflect him. Amen? Ephesians 5, going on a little bit further now, and just bear with me. This is kind of coming to an end. But I'm going to read this passage 1 through 20 so you can follow along if you have your Bibles. Living in the light. Living to please God is living in the light. And in the light, there is no darkness. So that means that anything that's displeasing to him, do you think that sin is going to be in heaven. No. So like that's thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We are a part of the kingdom of heaven. We should be living on earth as we are in heaven. Think about it. However you're going to live in heaven, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we should be living it here on earth. Living to please God. Amen. So 
in verse um, 1 of chapter 5. Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Live a life with love, following the example of Christ. What would Jesus do? He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, as a pleasing aroma to God. So let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. Obscene stories, foolish talk, or, or coarse jokes, um, these are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. You can be sure that no immoral or impure or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God. For a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping things of this world. Do not be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins. For the anger of God will fall on all who disobey him. Don't participate in the things of, that these people do. For once you were full of that darkness, but now you have the light from the Lord. So live as people of the light. We're new creatures in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away, or they should be. All things have become new. We're living a new life. We're reflecting Jesus. We're supposed to be imitators of Jesus and what he would do on this earth so that people can see we're different, so that we can lead the way to God. Amen? And so that's how we should strive every day by the power of the Holy Spirit to live that way. Amen. For this light is, um, for once you were full of darkness, but now you are full of light from the Lord. So live as people of the light. So live your lives to please God. For this light within you produces only what is good and right and pure, meaning like the light of the Holy Spirit, his glory, his presence, he only lives to produce good things, to please the Father. And so he's in you. And so, and that's why our, our lives are no longer our own. We're supposed to be pleasing the one who's in us. Amen? So carefully, listen to this. This is so good. Almost done. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord in everything you do. Everything you're saying. Guard your mouth. Guard your heart. For out of it flows the issues of life. Your mouth produces you know, blessings or cursing, so guard your mouth. Your heart produces life, so guard your heart. What, come, what goes in really does come out. What are you sowing into your life? What are you allowing in? Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Take no part in worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. He says it's shameful to even talk about the things that ungodly people are doing in secret. In other words, don't gossip about it because it's even shameful to talk about it. But their evil intentions will be exposed. In other words, God's going to deal with them. It's not for you to judge. When the light shines on them. For when the light makes everything visible, this is why God says, Awake, O sleeper, rise up from the dead, and Christ will give you light. In other words, stop living like a dead man. You are now a child of light. You have a new life. So we need to like wake up, wake ourselves up and start living the way God wants us to live to please him because this is the last day and people need to know that he is God and he, God needs us in, in our world to go out and preach the gospel, to shine the light. 
And by, I, you know, he says, go out into all the world. But I don't think he called each one of us to be missionaries all over the world, but to your own world. Who do you reach on a daily basis? Who do you um, talk to at work? Who do you talk to at the grocery store, or at your mom's groups, or, or, you know, on your daily walks or at the gym or wherever you go? You're to go into that world and be a light. Amen? Okay, verse 15. It's talking about living now by the Spirit's power. So be careful how you live. Do not live like fools, or, um, but live like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. In other words, every single day, do your best to yield to the Holy Spirit, walk in the Spirit, and not fulfill the lust of your flesh. Let that be your pursuit, to live to please God. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, making music in your heart to the Lord. Give thanks to God for everything, to, um, to God the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So we have one life to live, one opportunity to please God, one opportunity in this life to shine the light, to go out there in all the world and preach the gospel. And the only way you're going to make your biggest impact and the only way that you're truly going to do and, and fulfill all that God has for you is to say, Lord, my life is not my own. I am a living sacrifice, Lord. I want you to find me um, ready and fit for your use. So, Lord, just I, I welcome you to shine the light I love that God gives us opportunity. He says um, in 1 John 1, 9, that if, we are, if you confess your sin, he is faithful and just to forgive your sin and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So this is not a message of condemnation, but just a reminder that this should be our aim, to please God. There is mercy. God's mercy is new every morning. He knows that we get attacked and that sometimes we stumble and fall. But that should not be our aim to live a life that's displeasing to God or that grieves the Holy Spirit. We should live a life that is striving constantly to please God and constantly to give glory to him. And if we grieve the Holy Spirit in any way, and he get, I don't know about you, but he gets all over me. I get convicted immediately if I respond or if I um, act any certain way or have any kind of attitude in my heart towards anybody. I have to go before the Lord and confess that because I want to be right in his sight. I don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit in any way. I want him to be able to use me. And so we need to make sure that we keep our hearts pure so that we can be that ready and fit vessel for his use. Amen. I know that was a lot of scripture, but I felt like it was, I was like, usually I take some scripture and talk and whatever, but I'm like, no, this is so good. This is all good. So God's given us the direction. His word is a light unto our feet and a lamp unto our path. He says to take these words and hide them in our heart. Amen? And so this is our way. He's showing the path that we want to take to please him. Don't do this stuff, but do this stuff. Live to please me. And your life will be blessed. And you will be greatly used by God. Amen. He shows us the way. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you. Lord, you can put on a little instrumental music. I'm going to give you guys an opportunity. Um, 
if God's been dealing with you like <laughs> during the message, you're like, okay, yeah, that's me, that's me. Um, yeah, I've been grieving the Lord in that. Let's just take this opportunity to act on 1 John 1, 9 and just confess our sins before the Lord, you and God, just quietly between you and God. Confess your sin, and he says he's faithful and just to forgive your sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So, Father, I just thank you for your word. I thank you, God, that your word and your spirit, Lord, is just a dynamic power working together to just shine the light on any areas, Lord, that is a hindrance to you, really, God. Father, we're here tonight because we long to be close to you and we long to be used by you. Lord, I ask you, Lord, just to reveal to each one of us by your Holy Spirit anything in our hearts or anything in our lives that's displeasing to you. Not to condemn us, but Lord, to bring us to repentance so that we can confess our sin. Father, I just ask you just to reveal those things to us right now. And if God is revealing things to you through the message or even while you pray, just go ahead and just confess that sin to him and just say, Lord, I don't want that in my life. I don't want that in my heart. I just repent. I turn from that. I confess that I did that thing. And I ask you to cleanse me, Lord, from all unrighteousness. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, make us right in your sight. Let us be a ready and fit vessel for your use, for your glory. Let us not just see the move of the Spirit and feel the move of the Spirit, but let us be a part of the move of the Spirit. See and reflect the glory of God. We lay our lives down, Lord, as a living, holy sacrifice. We want it to be the kind that you'll accept. Father, I just pray that you would, by your Spirit's power, set each one of us free. Deliver us from any bondage of the enemy, any strongholds in the name of Jesus Christ. I just speak freedom to the captive. Freedom and deliverance in the name of Jesus. Free to serve God in the name of Jesus. Father, I ask you, Lord, where you remove things and, and where you healed things and where we confessed our sin, Father, I just invite you right now. Just say, Holy Spirit, I invite you right now. Purge me from anything contrary to you. And God, I ask you to fill me afresh and anew. Fill every void, every part of me with your Holy Spirit. Jesus name Father we just thank you and praise you God that you're so merciful you are so forgiving Lord each one of us Lord we're unworthy but you gave your only son to die for us so that we could be saved so that we could be made right in your sight now I thank you, Lord, that from this day forward we can live to please you, God, by the power of your Holy Spirit. It is possible. 
I ask you to empower each one of us, strengthen each one of us by your spirit to live to please you. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take up tonight's time.